Welcome to Torah from JTS, a weekly commentary from the Jewish Theological Seminary. This week's commentary for Emor was written by Dr. Abigail Ehrman, Assistant Professor of Jewish Education in the William Davidson Graduate School of Jewish Education at JTS. Opportunities in Jewish Time. I had to think twice about what day it was today. In fact, since we've been sheltering at home, there have been many days where I've had to think twice. Like most families with children, I have our daily schedule posted prominently in our kitchen to add some much needed structure to this time. But still, the days seem to stretch on. When Friday rolls around though, there is a welcome interruption to our normal rhythm as we begin our Shabbat preparations. Despite the benefits of our carefully orchestrated routine, and there are many, Shabbat offers us a 25-hour window to think, do, and be differently than the rest of the week. In many ways, this is one of the key messages of Parashat Imor. Imor falls in the midst of the Holiness Code, the section in Vayikra that details the ways in which Bnei Israel are to sanctify themselves and live holy lives. Among its many discussions, Imor details the contours of the Jewish calendar. Speak to the Israelite people and say to them, These are my fixed times, the fixed times of the Lord, which you shall proclaim as sacred occasions. What follows is a list of key dates in the Jewish year, Shabbat every week and festivals throughout the months. It is only now, in these uncertain times with countless anxieties and unknowns, that I've come to fully appreciate this structure that Judaism imposes. The rhythms and rituals of Emor pull us away from the normalcy of our everyday and mandate that we consciously and constructively create holiness in time. It is deceptively easy to get consumed by the happenings, both significant and trivial, of our individual lives. Emor, however, reminds us we were part of something greater, an unfolding story, an historical past and a religious tradition that extends to our current moment and far into the future. As we're all pushing a collective pause button, these messages certainly have new resonance. How will we be in this moment? How will we infuse these times with the holiness described in Sefer Vikra? How will the lessons learned promote a more just and promising future? Also discussed in our parasha, we are currently in the midst of counting the Omer, the daily marking of the seven weeks between the holidays of Pesach and Shavuot. The Torah outlines, speak to the Israelite people and say to them, when you enter the land that I'm giving you and you reap its harvest, you shall bring the first sheaf, as the Omer, of your harvest to the priest. And from the day on which you bring the sheaf of elevation offering, the day after the Sabbath, you shall count off seven weeks. They must be complete. This year, the ritual of counting and charting a journey from oppression to freedom feels particularly appropriate. And the Jewish practice here too has powerful tools and traditions upon which we can draw. The Omer is a strange time. In the rabbinic period, it is described as a time of tremendous grief when scores of Rabbi Akiva's students died. In turn, the Omer period observed by enacting a number of semi-morning practices, no haircuts, no shaving, no musical performances, and no weddings. Still, despite these observances, Shavuot is on the horizon. There is a hopefulness to our counting. How, though, do we do this? How do we manage to safely and meaningfully travel between Pesach and Shavuot? How do we navigate the difficulties of the journey and arrive at our destination, not only intact, but better, changed? In her recent New York Times op-ed, Emily S. Vahani-Smith offers Viktor Frankl's theory of tragic optimism as a possible path forward. Tragic optimism is the ability to maintain hope and find meaning in life despite its inescapable pain, loss, and suffering. Individuals who embrace this experience despair and stress and acknowledge the horror of what's happening 
but even in the darkest of places, they see glimmers of light, and this ultimately sustains them. She continues to explain that even more than helping them cope, adopting the spirit of tragic optimism enables people to actually grow through adversity. This is no easy task, and some of us are wired to do this better than others. Still, the Oma offers an opportunity to embrace this stance and cultivate this disposition. In the midst of it all, can we hold on to the hope that Shavuot is coming? In addition to the suffering, can this time also serve as a time of redemptive meaning and hope? Proceeding our parasha is further support for this understanding of Jewish time. In Sefer Shemot Parashat Bo, the very first mitzvah is given to Bnei Israel, the mitzvah of Rosh Chodesh. Setting Rosh Chodesh in the Jewish calendar becomes the first mitzvah of a free people. This required that they be in tune to the natural rhythms of the world around them, notice shifts in nature and in the waxing and waning of the moon. With that mitzvah, they embraced both the world in which they lived and elevated it to a sacred purpose. Similarly, in the unprecedented moment through which we are living, how can the structure and spirit of our calendar allow us to find hope, comfort, and meaning? If you enjoyed this program, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and discover JTS's other series by visiting jtsa.edu podcasts. To learn with JTS faculty in live online classes, visit jtsa.edu online. And you can get in touch with us by emailing onlinelearning at jtsa.edu. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.